Are you tired of fighting your air? Constantly lighting candles or replacing air fresheners to mask household odors from pets, smoke, musty basement, shoes, or just stagnant stuffy air, yet never gaining on it? Take charge of your air with an Easy Breathe ventilation system. For over 20 years, Easy Breathe has been providing air exchanges and reducing airborne particles by up to 85%. Right now, receive 20% off your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. What? is going on everybody it's time for DraftKings Rainmakers UFC 290 it is on the horizon hit that like button subscribe button notification bell goes a long way for us on this video goes a long way for you because then you get a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods I got my buddy Greg Ehrenberg go follow him over at G Ehrenberg DFS uh UFC extraordinaire really really sharp when it comes to the game and not just any part of the game but UFC Rainmakers in particular how you doing my dude Pretty good. We got News God in the chat already. If anybody else is watching and has questions for us, throw them into the YouTube chat. We can usually get to your guys' questions while we're doing these shows. Uh, but more exciting for you than me, because you're actually going to be at the event this week where I'm going to be at Top Golf for my brother's birthday. What day do you head out to Las Vegas? So I head out on, well, I was going to leave Thursday. Depends. So I have some buddies playing in the World Series of Poker in the main event right now. Maybe if they're able to be available Thursday night, I'll go out a little bit early. But otherwise, Friday, early, early in the morning, heading out there. They have the UFC X convention where you get to go hang out with the fighters, go watch them talk a little bit on Friday. So I'm going to be kicking it there. They have the weigh-ins at four. My buddy flies in at 2.30 from Iowa, my best friend from college. He's the biggest UFC fan in the entire world. He's stoked because I knew nothing about UFC until about January when UFC Rainmakers took over my life. It was fantastic stuff. And uh, now... Now we're going to the weigh-ins at four and it's a whole new world, baby. It's exciting stuff, but very excited to be going to it. Wish Greg Ehrenberg was coming with me, but he doesn't leave his house. No, well, I am going to be leaving my house, but for my brothers, but back-to-back yeah. weeks of brothers' birthdays. One is going to be with my family this week because my brothers have very similar birthdays. So one of my brother's birthdays is July 7th. The other one is July 12th. So we have this weekend is going to be a birthday party with the family where we're going to be going to Top Golf, and then oh. we're going to go to see the new Spider-Man movie after that oh, on Saturday. So, so I, yeah, I've been looking forward to I love oh. the first one. I'm, I've been looking Incredible. forward to the second one quite a bit as well. And then next weekend, we're going to be doing a field day where we go to the park, and that's going to be with friends, and uh, everybody's going to get a little fucked up, and then we play like a wiffle ball tournament. So it'll be good. Normal things in Greg Ehrenberg's life. That's good stuff. Again, uh, hit that like button for my guy, Greg, over there. He's going to be, be the one giving you all the great information, insight, when it comes to UFC Rainmakers, obviously I partake in the streets as well, but enough about us. We want to talk to you about some of these packs that you have available to you. I talk the PGA Rainmaker streets a lot of the time. We'll have Greg host. I'll analyze that. You can sign up and get your free pack below for that in the video description box below. So do that. But more importantly, check out this UFC stuff going on this week. Greg, I want you to set the table for why these packs, these UFC International Fight Week packs are better than any other Rainmakers UFC packs that have come before it. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that people are missing out on is that the cards that are in the International Fight Week pack, so uh, there, there are the UFC 290 packs, but they're kind of separated, right? So mm -hmm. the rares and cores 
are all part of the International Fight Week packs, which are good for not only this event, but the rest of this year and all of 2024. If you pull an elite, a rare, or legendary, those are just going to be specific to this event, but you're getting a lot of utility out of the rares and cores, which is why I think a lot of the fighters are being way, way undervalued as far as the cores and the rares for the International Fight Week cards, because a lot of them, like Bo Nickel, right? That is going to be the most valuable fighter that you could get at the, really at any tier, but particularly core or rare. You're going to get utility to use him for all of the rest of this year, all of next year. The current Genesis booster craft cores of Bo Nickel have a floor of anywhere from like $15 to $30. And those are only good for the rest of this year. But the International Fight Week cores of Bo Nickel, for instance, are going for $12 right now. You're getting them for, you know, a whole nother 12 months. So I think people are really undervaluing the top end prospects on this card, and especially the way this card is set up, right? Because if you look at the betting odds, it is almost all one-sided fights which is going to be a little easier for Rainmakers. We could just target some of the big favorites. When I do my breakdown on Friday, where I go through the DraftKings Classic Slate, it is going to be nearly impossible to find underdogs because of how wide <laughs> these lines are. But why do these wide lines create extra value in those International Fight Week cards? It's because International Fight Week is always a big event for the UFC. It's one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, and they're trying to put over a lot of their top young prospects. So guys like Tetsuro Tyra, Jack Della Madeleine, although a little bit inadvertently because he was supposed to fight Sean Brady. He was going to be an underdog in that matchup. And now he pulled out. They give him Josiah Harley's a massive favorite. Uh, Yasmin Yargui. There are a bunch of top young prospects for the UFC that they're trying to give additional spotlight to. That they mostly just gave cans to, which is why you're seeing a lot of these minus 400, minus 900, minus 1200 prospects. And you're going to be able to get a lot of their cards for cheap and get them for the next year and a half. It's incredible stuff. It, it, truly getting a year and a half of utility. It is July 5th as of recording this when the fights kick off here, July 8th on Saturday. So you're going to have next July 8th all the way up until the end of next year, a year and a half of complete utility for the core and rare cards. Now the elites, legendaries, rainmaker tiers, they have the same allotment in these packs as what they do in the other ones. There are far more cards in these ones, but that's because the core and the rares are the only ones that carry over. Those still remain the same, only good for this weekend's event. So with that, let's kick it off with Bo Nickel. Is he your favorite fighter for the captain spot this weekend if you had to build one lineup for DraftKings Rainmakers? Yeah, I mean, like if you could just, if you had one of every single fighter and you're picking one to play, the answer is going to be Bo Nickel. Now, here's where some of these fights are going to get really weird. They are so lopsided that you're somewhat reliant on Bo Nickel maybe finishing in the first minute of the fight to really reach his ceiling, which maybe I should rephrase that. Obviously, anybody has to finish in the first minute to reach their true ceiling. But I do worry a little bit. Like, if Bo Nickel gets a takedown and then does not get the quick win bonus, what does the score end up looking like? Because you could be in a scenario where he gets a takedown, he has a minute and a half of control time, he gets a submission, he scores right around 100 fantasy points, which isn't bad, right? You get 100 fantasy points for him, you'd be happy. He's the safest fighter on the entire card. I do worry a little bit that this is such a big mess mismatch for him that he doesn't score all that well if he just gets an early takedown and doesn't get the quick win bonus. Well, we also have two title fights going this weekend. Uh, that's going to be a huge underlying theme of, I, I think, what I'm going to be rotating in with some of my cards. Alec Vol uh, Alex Volkanovsky saw him against Makachev, went up in weight, uh, fought a pretty, pretty great fight. I would like to see another round of that one, that's for sure. Ends up getting back to his traditional weight where Yair Rodriguez, he's kind of the de facto champion of the division when Volkanovsky vacated it to go up to 155. 
Now they're going to be fighting even there. That's your main event. Then you also have Pantoja and Moreno, which I think is a very intriguing fight. Pantoja, a lot of first round, second round knockouts and, and upside that he's got there. Brandon Moreno, they fought before back in 2018 and Moreno ended up getting the worst of that one. But now a pretty decent favorite here in terms of these two title fights. What do you see in terms of utility for DraftKings of Rainmakers this weekend? Yeah, so of all of the fighters we have to consider of the four that are going to be in the title fight, it's pretty clearly the most favorable one to target is going to be Alexander Volkanovsky for a couple of reasons. Most notably, he's the safest. He's the biggest favorite, right? You got Volkanovsky right around a minus 400 favorite at the time we're doing this show. Uh, as big as a minus 450 favorite and as small as a minus 400 favorite, whereas Moreno is anywhere from a minus 190 to minus 200 favorite. But then also, this is a matchup that, you know, there is some risk of Volkanovski getting knocked out by Yair Rodriguez, but that's really the only path to victory for Yair in this spot. And where I think that there's a massive advantage for Volkanovski that I would like to see him implement, if he wrestles in this matchup, he wins probably north of 90% of the time. Because like I said, the only really way that I see him losing this fight is if he gets knocked out on the feet. And Rodriguez is a super dangerous striker, a lot of tricky head kicks. Volkanovski also being a little bit shorter for this division, and especially the size difference is going to have versus Yair Rodriguez, where Rodriguez is five foot eleven, Volkanovski is five foot six. So this is definitely a scenario where those kicks, particularly the head kicks for Yair Rodriguez, could be dangerous. But Rodriguez does not defend takedowns well. Only 63% takedown defense entirely for his career. And you also look at some of his recent fights, and he's been getting taken down by fighters we don't normally see implement takedowns. Jeremy Stevens took down Rodriguez three times in that fight. Max Holloway took down Yair Rodriguez three times. Brian Ortega, who's a great grappler, but typically doesn't really get takedowns all that often. He landed one takedown against Yair Rodriguez before he got finished in the first round because his shoulder popped out of place. Then Josh Emmett also was able to take Mm -hmm. down Yair Rodriguez once. So I think there's a really easy path to victory for Volkanovski to just land takedowns and ground and pound. I also question the cardio of Yair Rodriguez when he ends up in grappling scenarios because we've seen him gas out in some of his fights. Like that match against Jeremy Stevens where Rodriguez won the first two rounds pretty clearly. But then was just totally gasped by the third round. That was one of the reasons we we're also able to see Stevens easily land takedowns in that spot. So a massive upside for Volk. He has a ton of output. If we see him get his wrestling game going, I wouldn't be shocked to see 120, 130 fantasy points. Ooh, well, that could be exciting because he's definitely, uh, he's a card that I ended up getting a legendary with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to be riding that legendary in the legendary contest. Very excited for it. $5.20 for a, a core right now. IFW as well. Wild to see some of the Genesis being more expensive. Uh, if you're looking to start a card in the captain spot that isn't going to be Bo Nickel, I really do like Volkanovski. You get the five rounds. Plus, he scores so well in some of these decisions still. Just tons of volume. I think that floor is pretty elevated. And as you said, I think the wrestling by far in his favorite in this one. And love when you get a couple of takedowns over the course of a five-round fight. Do that for five times. Have all the control time. Going to score well, pretty much regardless of what he does, as long as he doesn't get knocked out early by Yair Rodriguez. But let's continue on, because there are tons of favorites to be targeting here on this uh, on this card. We don't just have these main events, the Volkanovski and then the Bo Nickel, which I'm just very excited about. We've got Jack Della Maddalena. He's around minus 1,000 here this week. You get um, Jaragul, who uh, she's pretty fantastic, although it doesn't seem like it's going to be a a fight that people are targeting as much from a scoring possibility from a a range of outcomes standpoint for that. 
Tatsura Tyra, somebody you and I have talked a lot about as somebody to target in the Rainmaker streets, amongst some of these other major, major favorites, who do you kind of see yourself getting to the most in the captain spot? I mean, honestly, kind of all of them mixing and matching. You've got such big mismatches on this card where you got, you know, Jack Della Maddalena, who's going to be taking on Josiah Harrell on short notice. Like, I think that Jack Della Maddalena probably knocks him out in the first round. You do get into a scenario, though, where if Della Maddalena does not knock him out in the first round, he probably doesn't score all that well. But I do think a first round finish is the most likely scenario. We've seen a ton of outputs from Madalena so far in the UFC landing 8.27 significant strikes per minute. And if you look at his results so far, first round finish against Angelusa, first round finish against Pete Rodriguez, first round finish against Ramazan Amiv, first round finish against Danny Roberts, first round finish against Randy Brown. So all of his fights in the UFC have been first round knockouts. And oh, sorry, the Angelus one was on the Dana White Contender Series mm-hmm. and actually wasn't a knockout. But all of his UFC fights have been first round finishes. So I do think that's the most likely scenario against an overmatched fighter here. I guess I'll say Jack Della Maddalena, but honestly, all of these big favorites that I think are outstanding prospects, I do think all of them are fairly likely to finish and score well. Like Yaragui is probably the most contrarian one that you could go with there. Like, I don't think people are going to gravitate towards wanting to play her in the captain spot. But with that said, she's coming off of a second round finish where she scored 129 points against Estela Nunez. So the output in that fight was crazy for her. She landed two knockdowns. I'll pull up Hmm. all the rest of the stats. But yes, this was a fight that finished in the second round. Yargui had two knockdowns, 67 significant strikes landed, gets that second round finish. So I think that she's somebody, if you want to be a little bit more contrarian in the captain spot, there's a lot of upside there. But all of these fighters warrant a lot of consideration. Yaragui, Jack Della Maddalena, uh, we talked about Bo Nickel before, and then also Volkanovski, and then Tetsuro Tyra. I would say those five are my favorite captain options. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like all of those. I think rotating through them. Serial numbers really going to come in handy this week. Uh, I think that that's something that might go a little bit underlooked. Something that doesn't always matter all the time. But when you have a larger quantity of cards that have been added into the fray, obviously they have tons of utility, so I'm not complaining about it. But you're going to run into a scenario where you want to be paying attention to having your best cards have the best serial numbers attached to them and not just randomly placing them into uh, putting them into your lineup. So be very, very conscious of of how you're constructing lineups that way. Before we talk about any dogs, because it's going to be very thin talking about guys, uh, you know, whether it's a Duplices who obviously has power, we can maybe target as a major, major dog. Let's talk about some of the more competitive fights. And you guys can hit the like button too as we're going here. Nico Price, Robbie Lawler. You're going to see Lawler retire at the end of this one. Nico Price, not exactly uh, some major uh, young in himself, that's for sure. Uh, you get a couple of these other competitive fights. I've got my eye on one in particular with the Menafield Croup fight. There's a couple of these that I think can still turn the tide and maybe give you that score that differentiates you. Play four favorites find your one competitive fight here. Is there a fighter or two in a, in a minus 250 or closer type fight that you might be targeting for Rainmakers this week? Let's see, minus 250. So we're looking at Moreno, Jalen Turner, Nico Price. And I guess those are really the only three that fit that category. Like there's just not competitive fights largely booked on this card. Yeah. It's almost... It's almost entirely minus 400 and wider favorites. 
Uh, of that group, you know, Moreno's in a title fight, so there is some sense to that. But with that said, I don't think he's a lot of early finishing equity. I do like the early finishing opportunity for Jalen Turner. I do think as far as underdogs are concerned, Dan Hooker is live, especially if he's able to land takedowns in this matchup. Mm -hmm. We've seen that be a struggle for Jalen Turner in some of his UFC fights. But I think the most likely scenario is that Jalen Turner probably knocks out Dan Hooker in this spot. Dan Hooker's durability has to be a massive concern at this point in his career. So you just look at the last handful of fights he's been in. He fought Claudio Puelas in his last fight. That was a very, very bizarre fight, though, where Puelas just consistently pulled guard and had really no offense for Dan Hooker and was just kind of a punching bag for as long as the fight lasted until Puelas got hit with a body kick and just kind of folded, ended up quitting. So that Dan Hooker was in zero danger of ever getting hurt in that fight. But his fights before then, fights Arnold Allen, gets finished in the first round while still standing up against the cage, fights against Islam Makachev, all right, he gets finished in the first round, but I guess we give him a pass for that, right? Like, we don't have to say that there's... <laughs> yeah, Islam Makachev's okay at, at this yeah, MMA so, thing. M- Makachev just took him down immediately, submits him in that spot. Didn't quite get the quick win bonus. It took him two minutes to finish Dan Hooker there. But all right, we'll give him a pass on that. Fights Nasser at Hackbrass, which is a major step down in competition versus what we normally see from Dan Hooker. He wins that, mainly based on the wrestling grappling, which I could see him doing in this fight. He ended up landing three takedowns in that spot. Gets knocked out very quickly by Michael Chandler. Fights a brutal back-and-forth fight against Dustin Poirier, which I really think compromised the durability of Dan Hooker. But the big thing here is Jalen Turner has massive power on the feet. And in his last fight, he fought against Matush Gamrot. He ends up knocking Gamrot down that fight, ends up being a split decision. Really close competitive fight. I think Gamrot is a better fighter than Dan Hooker. His fights before that immediately hurts and finishes Brad Riddell. He did get the quick win bonus in that fight, ends up finishing him in 45 seconds. Knocks out Jamie Malarkey in the second round. Finishes Urosh Medic in the first round. Finishes Brock Weaver in the second round. Knocks out Josh Coolibau in the second round. So typically when Jalen Turner's winning, it's first or second round finishes. And with the questionable durability of Dan Hooker, I think there's a lot of upside for Jalen Turner. And you're pretty frequently seeing some of his International Fight Week core cards priced as cheap as like 250 260 Those are really good investments, not just for this particular card, but I think it's going to carry value for the rest of this year and next year as well because... Turner's always going to have potential to put up big scores in his wins. I was going to sell my legendary Jalen Turner. I had a crafting set of him. I uh, think I'll keep that one. Maybe I'll make one more legendary lineup and round it out with a couple of other pieces. Uh, thank God Bo Nickel stayed on this card. Shout out uh, some of the heroes who just stood uh, uh, stood in are going to be the sacrificial lambs here for the cards this weekend. Uh, going to be in a congrats to you guys. You guys are doing cooler stuff than myself. That's for sure. Props to yeah, you all. Be, well, so, I mean, these 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 guys who are going to get paid like $8,000 to just die on Saturday, it's going to be brutal. The other thing, too, though, is one of the reasons these guys take these fights on short notice is, number one, an irrational confidence they could potentially win these fights. They're not going to. The other part of it, too, though, is that typically these deals, it's like, hey, we're putting you in a really shitty situation. Thank you for stepping up for us. And then they're going to get a full fight camp with a more favorable matchup where they have a chance to actually make a career in the UFC. So that's why these guys are taking yeah. these fights. Uh, but they are just brutal matchups for some of these guys. Like to have to fight Bo Nickel on five days notice, to fight Jack Della Madeleine <laughs> on six days notice. Like, I mean, these guys are basically walking to their funerals, but, you know, it is a chance to become a professional athlete should they pull off a miracle win or if they win in their subsequent fight. Everybody smash that like button here for Jordan Klein, also behind the virtual pay glass there. Uh, Great stuff. Great stuff by him going through all the packs, going through all the cards here on screen, letting you guys get a preview of all the great things and offerings they have 
for DraftKings Rainmakers UFC. Those packs, $34.99, still uh, just a little less than half of them remaining. They have utility for a year and a half. It makes it the best fight pack that has come out, period, end of story, by a landslide. Now, I don't know if this is going to continue for some of these big cards, but if it does, well, you're going to have an allotment where you're able to mix and match them for the next year and a half and have tons of utility. DFS lineups, they're going to be dead after Saturday. These will never die. Well, they will die in 2025. But until then, great stuff over in the Rainmaker streets to take advantage of those packs. Plus, PGA Rainmakers, I'll be doing a VOD for that. You can get that down below. Uh, get your PGA Rainmaker stuff for the John Deere Classic this weekend. I'll break all of that down over here on the Stochastic YouTube channel. But Greg, now is the fun por uh, portion of the program. There are so many dogs and a lot of uh, interesting, interesting spots, if you will, where you could have unbelievable leverage play four of those massive favorites and one plus 300 plus 500 type fighter who pulls off an upset like we saw against Guram Kutaladze last week. How are you kind of going about building your Rainmakers lineups knowing that it is very unlikely we get one of these finishes, but if you do, who are you targeting the most? Mm, well, that's such a tough question because to be honest, like there aren't that many that I consider number one to be live underdogs, the number two that I'd even love the scoring potential of. And the way Rainmakers works where, you know, we don't have to worry all that much about pricing. It's really hard to find a lot of these guys to like. So you could make a bucket of, I'll make a list of, of fighters that at least I think are live underdogs. Okay. So in terms of live underdogs, like Yair Rodriguez, he has typically called a puncher's chance and this I'd call it a kicker's chance of winning if he ends up oh, knocking out Alexander Volkanovsky with a head kick. Pantoja, this is a fight. I mean, Pantoja Moreno have already fought twice, and Pantoja's been the better fighter in those matchups. Now, they didn't take place recently, but we did see on the Ultimate Fighter, we saw Pantoja get a second-round finish over Brandon Moreno, and then also he had a unanimous decision win against him in May of 2018. So those fights took place a long time ago, but you have five rounds to work with here. Pantoja already has two wins over Brandon Moreno. I wouldn't totally write him off. So I would consider him a live underdog. Uh, I would consider Dan Hooker to be a live underdog. He was able to land takedowns against Jalen Turner. Other live underdogs, I think that Robbie Lawler is a live underdog yes. just from the fact that Nico Price looks incredibly washed in his recent fights. And he also has a ton of injuries. So like he shows up with kind of like, remember how Kevin Lee was dressed last week where he had both <laughs> leg sleeves on? Like yeah. that's Nico Price. Nico Price has got the leg sleeves on. He's had multiple knee injuries. He's also, he's not super old, but his body's taken a ton of wear and tear. He's been in a bunch of weird fights where he's gotten hurt at times. A lot of his finishes have been weird. So uh, Robbie Lawler, I think he's live against Nico Price just because I think Nico Price is fairly washed himself. Other underdogs that I think are live and also could potentially score well, I would say Camuela Kirk against Esteban Rebovitz mainly because we've seen Kirk at times show the ability to land takedowns, even if he hasn't done in either of his last two fights. And in Rebovich's last fight, he was taken down 11 times by Loic Radzibov. So there is a path to victory there for Kemwella Kirk. He's also a black belt. So it wouldn't be stunning to me if he lands a takedown on Rebovich and gets a submission. So Kemwella Kirk is probably the most live underdog, I would say, with the best combination of chance of winning and path to a good score. Love that breakdown. That's good stuff. Um... Some other of these mid-favorites, I mean, we've got Rebovix. I, I think that's a decent enough fighter uh, that could be somebody to target to try to get a little bit contrarian. But 
as you said before, we don't necessarily have to go to all these dogs. It's more of how do they score well? I think that's where I think Drake is Duplices. I think there's a very low chance that he wins this fight. I think that's pretty evident in the odds undefeated in the UFC, but that doesn't mean a lot when your level of competition is a lot lower than that of your opposition here. I'm still going to take some shots, I think, on on trying to get to a couple of his cards just because his really only path to winning is a knockout. And I love fighters like that that are just boomer busts where it's like, hey, I know what I'm putting them together with. I know I can use a uh, higher serial number favorites and maybe just throw Duplices in there as maybe a quick finish against Robert Whitaker, but feels very, very unlikely in a couple of these spots. But I'm going to have a lot of fun trying to think of contrarian ways to build out these lineups because these contests are gigantic. You go to the lobby, 5K to first for the core. It's generally 1K to first that you're running into for that. It's 7.5K to first in the rare contest. It's normally 2K to first on a fight night week. We're 10K to first on the elite legendary. The prize pools are so big that the the risk is worth the reward trying to find that one piece of differentiation in Rainmakers. Could be you, friends. Could be you, that's for sure. Um, but uh, last thing to throw in, if you go to DK Nation, check out the article, Robbie Lawler, you're going to be able to craft his cards at the end of this year to be able to fire uh, you know, whoever is voted on in that Discord. So get in the DraftKings Marketplace Discord. If you are a big UFC fan, you're going to know all the names on the list. You're going to have an opportunity to vote on your favorite. If you don't, just vote for Jilton Almeida so that we can have all of our cards turn into that at the end of the year. And hopefully Lawler can be okay this weekend, put up a decent score, and we can have some utility in the core. How does that sound, Greg? Not bad. My vote, uh, we're talking a little about a little bit about this before you could also vote Shamayev. He's one of the other yeah. options that Robbie Lawler could turn into. So yeah, there's some really good fighters that these Robbie Lawler cards could ultimately end up being turned into. And uh, they're really cheap. So I-, I do think that's another fighter who, like we said, has some utility for this week, but where the international fight week cards of Robbie Lawler are going to be most valuable is at the end of the year when you could craft him into a better fighter. Favorite three captains to recap for the people. Favorite three captains, I will say Alexander Volkanovsky, Jack Della Maddalena, and Bo Nickel. Love them all. <laughs> Those are the three cards that I'm rotating between the absolute most. And your favorite upset on the entire card, Greg? Favorite upset? I mean, to be honest, none of them. Uh, <laughs> let's see. If I had to absolutely pick one, like just odds wise, it's going to be Kemwella Kirk, who I think is a really clear path to victory. He was able to land takedowns, but like I'm not outright picking him to win. But all things being considered in terms of potential chance to win and then upside to score well in a win, I'm going to say Kirk. Anything else that the people need to know for DraftKings, Rainmakers, UFC 290 going into this weekend? No, I mean, there's a bunch of other really big favorites that we didn't even talk about here that also have a lot of finishing equity and are likely to score really well. Like we mentioned Tetsuro Tyra's name. He's right around a minus 1,000 favorite. And I definitely think he's somebody who you <laughs> want to be getting cards of. Then you got even like a Victor Petrino. Like typically we see these cards. Somebody's a minus 300 favorite. That's the guy we're all flocking to. Like Petrino barely even gets talked about here because he's only a minus 300 favorite. Cameron Simon, he's up to a minus, what, like 600 favor yep. right now. And that's a fight that's expected to finish under one and a half rounds. So a lot of really good fighters that you could be targeting here and a lot of them with finishing equity. So mix and match some of those favorites. I don't think you have to get too crazy with underdogs for Rainmakers purposes. 
Thank you to Jordan Klein behind the virtual glass. Good stuff from him, as always, on this program. Thank you to DraftKings for allowing us to do this program. And hey, thanks to DraftKings, because I get to go to UFC 290 because of these great contests. Check out the lobby. So many great opportunities. Really low price points to jump in on a couple of these cards. Put together a core lineup with some of the information Greg just gave you. 5K cash to first. Huge. The biggest core contest that they've ran yet in any of these UFC cards. It's going to be an awesome awesome weekend i'm looking forward to hopefully you are too get your free pack for pga in that video description box below but until next time next week we'll probably be talking pga again he's greg Ehrenberg. he's really sharp at this i'm eric i'm very lucky at this we'll see you guys later with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com profits23.